Welcome to the Self-Growth Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Marie, a courage coach, creative soul, and adventure seeker. Since thru-hiking the Pacific Crest Trail in 2019, I'm on a mission to help you embrace your most confident self so you can achieve your dreams too. If you're eager for deep conversations, big questions, and meaningful connections, join me on the quest to discovering how we can create a more magical and memorable life. Hello, nerds! How are you? I'm really good. I have a big episode for you today about the fear of missing out. A lot of us adventurous souls have a deep fear of missing out on life. And before we dig into that, I want to tell you, in case you don't listen all the way to the end, that next week I'm taking a break. Taking a well-deserved break. This is episode number 63. I've taken one break in this whole adventure, so I'm taking another one. Yay! Um, I hope you will miss me. Um, and that you'll be even more eager to listen to the podcast the week after that. Don't worry, you're going to be fine. Um, <laughs> all right, so today we're talking about the fear of missing out. This can be a strength, but it can also be a dangerous downfall. That's what I want to talk about today. It's a strength in the sense that we want to live life to the fullest. We want to make sure we have stories to tell. We want to do epic shit. We want to like squeeze the lemons until the very last drop. And we want to use our time and our money preciously. This means that we're more courageous than many. And we're extremely creative. We're fun to be with. We're like good experiences. Uh, friends to have to explore with we're inspiring we're talented Um, (laughs) we never stop exploring like North Face would say but we step into danger when we cross the line into danger when and there's five ways five ways I'm going to tell you about today I'm going to dive deep into each of them um And then we're going to circle back, summarize, and I'm going to give you ways to think differently. Okay? So, let's start with number one. One way that we adventure souls cross the line into danger is when we skip over important details Because they are challenging, complicated, or boring. For example, journaling. Journaling is a super... uh, Just writing. Don't even need to call it journaling. I, I believe that writing is an essential part of getting to know yourself, of developing self awareness and self compassion so that you can make more enlightened decisions like I was talking about in the last episode. But what I see many of my clients do is they sit with their journal and they get frustrated. The answer is not coming. Or I give them an exercise and they say, I don't like your exercise. I don't know what to write. 
And what they're really saying is, I don't like this silence. I don't like this discomfort. I have other, I have other stuff to do. Like, I need to do my laundry. Why are you asking me to, to sit with that discomfort? Okay? But if you skip that, you skip getting to know yourself, then the decisions that you make leave you feeling empty. So that's why it's important. Another example of something that you might skip over is finances. To have your finances in order, to ask for what your work is truly worth. I, we are creative, generous people and we're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do it for free just because I love you. I love what I do. Don't worry. I'm going to help you. Don't spend a buck. Or we're like, oh, I'm going to spend all my money because you only live once. Let's go on an adventure. Empty your bank account. Because a uh, hashtag adventure. <laughs> okay. But when we do that, we're not building the foundation that's going to sustain us long term. Another thing that we might skip over that I know I have is legal matters. Like, forgetting to sign a contract in an important situation because, oh, it's not romantic. Like, I trust the people. But this is dangerous because everyone's not on the same page. Just, you just, by signing a contract, just making sure that everyone's on the same page going forward. Then another thing that you might skip over because it's challenging or boring is eating, peeing, resting. It's like, why would I take care of my body when my soul is on fire? <laughs> it's like, oh, I just want to have, I just want to see my friends, have energy, do fun things, and I don't want to sit here and rest. I don't want to, like, sit here and eat. I don't have time for this. I have adventures to go on. But taking care of your body is so important in order to feel strong enough to keep moving. Just like sitting with your journal, just like sitting with your finances, just like sitting with boring things like contracts. These things all help you sustain yourself in the long term. Ensure that you can live the life that you want as comfortably as possible. So that's why it's important to learn to sit with the discomfort of the, these kinds of tasks. Now, number two, another way that we cross the line into danger is that we associate incessant action with worthiness. And we feel empty when slowing down to take a breath and evaluate. And that ties in with the first one. I mean, they're similar. That's what capitalism has taught us. If you're not producing, you're not worthy. The more you produce, the worthier you are. It's ingrained in our subconscious. So achieving something feels good. Resting feels awful. Unless we've kind of like deserved it because we did something really big. Then it's fine. Then we give ourselves the permission. I remember... Um, About 10 years ago, I was with my family on the dance floor of a cruise ship. 
Uh, we were spending a week there to celebrate my grandma's 80th birthday and we're dancing. And I remember my aunt telling us, we can't stop dancing, otherwise the boat is going to sink. And I don't know why that sentence stuck with me, but it did. Because this is how I've been living my own life. You, mu- you must not stop doing, otherwise the boat will sink. My usual pattern is one of production. Production doesn't scare me. What scares me is an empty calendar, slow progress, stagnation. I mean, you know you're doing something wrong when you're like, I need to poop. I'm going to wait. I have too much to do. Like, that doesn't work. (laughs) And uh, one of my clients was telling me, Um, they got sick and they had to stop everything for a week and they said, I'm almost happy that this happened, so I get a break. It's like they felt justified in taking a break and they were like, thank thank God I got sick. Now I can rest without feeling guilty. But that is a sign that you're not, there's something you're not doing right and that you need to learn how to rest, how to take care of yourself so that you don't go full steam and then break, full steam and then break, because it piles up. I mean, after a crash, you're never as strong as you used to be. Like they say, don't let your computer lose its charge completely because then the battery is not as powerful. It's the same with you. There are moments where growth is in perseverance and commitment, but there are also moments where growth is in slowing down. And we have to learn to know the difference. That's also something I coach my clients on in Brave and Bold. Now be careful here, because what's your usual pattern? Perhaps it's the same as mine. Action, 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 action. Then you learn to need to learn to be okay with slowing down and the discomfort that comes with that. Like you feel like you're doing nothing when you're resting, but you're not doing nothing. You're recharging your batteries. And we must value that. But perhaps your pattern is an inaction or shallow action. Maybe you're an overthinker who obsesses about perfecting every little details and starts a bunch of things but doesn't finish. Then your work is learning to be okay with taking imperfect action. Okay? Sometimes we do too much rest or too much of the wrong kind of actions, too much of the uh, perfectionism, and then we feel exhausted We don't feel exhausted because we have done too much. We feel exhausted because we have been overthinking what we've been doing too much. And then what we need to learn there is not resting. It's taking imperfect action without judging ourselves. And I'm going to say that again because I want to make sure you understand. Maybe your pattern is like mine. When you do, do, do... And then you get burnt out. So you need to slow down. But maybe your pattern 
is that you do, 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 but what's exhausting you is not the doing, it's the beating yourself up while you're doing because you're trying to make it perfect. Do you see the nuance there? If that's you, if the second one is you, the resting is not, it's not going to do much. Of course you want to rest. You don't want to indulge in too much resting because that's not where the, uh, that's not where the problem is. The problem is everything you tell yourself in your mind. And maybe you're a mix of both. Actually, I think we're all a mix of both, but it's, Getting curious about what your usual pattern is, like what's your main tendency. Okay, number three, the other way that we cross a line into danger is that we follow our intuition blindly and sometimes we confuse it with our emotions, our emotional roller coaster. We have like romantic ideas like ooh, this is love at first sight, or this is a sign from the universe, like, this is going to be the best, like, this is going to work out, oh my god, like, this kind of energy is great energy. But there is danger in following our feelings, because feelings change all the time. It's like the weather. Like, think about your menstrual cycle, if that applies to you. I don't know about you, but my feelings change like from one day to the next. It can be crazy. Like it's sometimes hard to trust them because they have so much to do with my hormones, with how much I've slept, with what I've eaten, have I drank too much coffee. If I were to make decisions from a place of excitement all the time, I would always leave when it gets challenging. Okay. If I was to like, oh, this is exciting. I have a great idea. Let's go there. I would never build anything meaningful. That's what Kara Lowenthal in her podcast on Fuck Your Brain calls perfectionistic fantasy. We forget to consider that we are human and that 50% of life is boring. Like, if intuition tells me this is going to work, I don't need to put any effort in, kind of creates entitlement. I'm going to give you examples to make sure you understand. Like, I remember talking with someone uh, who was going to hike the PCT, and when I asked them, like, oh, how have you prepared? What are you going to do when it gets tough? They were like, oh, Oh, no, no, like, I'm super excited about it. It's going to be amazing. It's like forgetting to, to, forgetting to, to consider the other 50%. And it turns out after less than a week, they quit the trail. Um, to me, that's entitlement. Same with me when I have like a, a business idea sometimes that I get really excited about. It's like, ooh, I feel excited. Therefore, this must be a really good idea. So I put it out there and then not much happens because I had forgotten to consider the other 50%. I had let myself be led by excitement only and I'd forgotten like the person who was wanting to hike the PCT to consider good preparation. 
What do you need to prepare in order for this to be sustainable, in order for this to work? Uh, also, if like intuition tells you to to go with that beautiful blue-eyed person at the bar with whom you had instant chemistry, um, because then I won't have to deal with like those tough conversations that I have with my current partner. If you do that, then you never like build a a, a serious relationship. If every time it gets challenging, you're like, oh, but I have a good feeling with this other person. So you jump to that new person. And then what you know, a few years later, you're faced with the same kind of challenges. And that's because you, again, let yourself be led by feelings only. There's a movie that I love called Take This Waltz with Seth Rogen and Michelle Williams. And Michelle leaves him because she finds like a, a deeper, more romantic connection with this other character. And then you see that time passes and she realizes it's just the same everywhere. I mean, it's not exactly the same, but everyone has their flaws. Everything gets boring at some point because 50% of life is just boring. And we expect it to be exciting and extraordinary all the time. That's where we make a mistake. Another thing with intuition is it tells you to throw everything you've built out the window and try a new idea just because you feel like it. Cause you, just because you know it's going to be a massive success. Like the example I gave you earlier. Instead of working out, on the, working out the boring details and fixing what you already have. 50% of life is boring. Like, have you ever through-hiked? looks amazing on Instagram, but most of it is about walking, walking, walking and seeing some of the same landscape, especially in Oregon. (laughs) Nothing against Oregon, but there's just a bit less landscapes than uh, in California. (laughs) So that's the danger with following your intuition or following your emotions. Okay. Number four, another thing we do that's dangerous is we think we will feel better over there in a more outdoorsy town or a more romantic relationship. So we, tar- we try to change the circumstance in order to feel better, but what we forget is that wherever we go, we bring our human brain with us. We bring our trauma, we bring our hormones. <laughs> There's a myth that you'll get somewhere and think, oh, I finally understood, understood how to live life. But it's a myth. We think like, oh, if I just uh, moved to the mountains or if I lived next to the beach, I'd feel so much more lighthearted. If I lived in Hawaii, I'd have so much more adventures. If I had more money, if my partner was more attentive to my needs, oh, then I'd feel so much better than I do right now. But no, The way you feel right now will carry on whatever the circumstances if you don't learn to shift your perspective. It's like don't work on shifting the circumstances before you've worked on your brain. Working on your brain is so much more important because you take it everywhere. Remember in the last episode, I told you about a client that I had who had like multiple six figures in savings But they were super insecure and they were not doing anything because they were so scared of losing what they had. 
I mean, it's not about where you are. You could be in the most amazing mansion and feel miserable. Or you could be like watching the TV on a Monday night and feel super calm and feel pure joy. You want to learn how to manage your mind and your feelings in the moment so that you don't have to escape. So that you don't have to move everything around for for a feeling. You want to grow that feeling in the moment. And then from there, you'll be able to make such better decisions. You'll be able to decide what you want to do from a place of desire instead of from a place of escape. And that's exactly what I teach in Brave and Bold, by the way. People come to me with like, oh, I want to find the answer, like I was telling you in last week's episode. And then within a few months, they learn that's not what's going to bring them lightheartedness and peace of mind and contentment. What will is learning to create those feelings in the present. And I teach them how. I give them the tools. Now, number five. The last thing we do that's dangerous is we try to do it all at the same time so we don't miss any opportunity and have no regrets. It's like the squeezing of the lemons, like completely to the last drop. All the lemons. (laughs) That's last week's episode, so I'm not going to go in depth here. But we try to do it all and it doesn't work and we burn out. And then... Instead of learning to do one thing at a time and doing it well, we keep imagining there's this alternate universe where we can do it all perfectly and get frustrated that we're not there yet. We keep wishing for a different reality than the one that we have, but it doesn't exist. So you're wasting your energy by wishing you were capable of doing it all. People that you see, that you imagine are capable of doing so, trust me, something's going on somewhere, okay? So the result of all of this is that because you fear missing out on life, you work really hard and you do all the things and you try to be in all the places, but you end up exhausted because you're building really fast on shaky foundations and it's leaving you feeling scattered frustrated inadequate confused insecure you're everywhere you need to be but you're nowhere deeply whatever you do part of your mind's somewhere else thinking about the next thing you're supposed to do And you've tried filling up that hole in all kinds of ways, but it hasn't worked. Something's still missing. So you no longer trust yourself. And that's the worst. You've lost trust in yourself. So the work that you, beautiful, adventurous soul, need to do here, and I count myself in that, not perfect, is... First, to be gentle with your wild spirit. It's like, it's beautiful that you want to live life to the fullest. It's beautiful. Be gentle with that. Keep it preciously. Number two, to learn to slow down sometimes and get to know your core self. 
See that you can survive the uncomfortable feelings that rise to the surface when you're in stillness. When it appears like you're not doing anything. You're not doing any, you're not doing nothing. You're resting, you're recharging, you're realigning, you're evaluating. So that you can then better move forward. Number three, realize that there is no rush to get anywhere. And that you can create joy and peace of mind no matter where you are. One break at a time. And it's okay to just commit to one thing at a time. Life is not going anywhere or slipping through your fingers. Life is right here, right now. And I know you want to experience the whole world. But let's say you tried like traveling the whole world in a year. You'd have to spend like such a short time in every country. Wouldn't you prefer to see maybe less countries, but see them for real? Do you want to just dip your toe in a million pools? Would you want to take a really satisfying, satisfying swim in a few, a, a smaller number of pools. That's a very strange analogy. Very strange analogy. I think the country's one works better. The traveling one works better. It's like you got to slow down in order to experience the deep value. That's something I learned from the book, The Soul of Money. It's called sufficiency. Knowing that you have enough and what's right there. And yes, your life's going to change. It's going to evolve. You're going to try different things. But how about you focus on what you have right now? Like truly tasting it. And one of my clients was saying like, oh, but I don't want to become like, I don't want to lose my enthusiasm. I love that part of me. And I said to them, you don't need to lose your excitement. Your enthusiasm, it's part of you, but it's just one part of you. And maybe it doesn't get to lead the way anymore. Maybe it's part of the decision. The excitement is part of the decision, but there's a different part of you that's more compassionate, that's more caring, that thinks about sustainable living that's going to make the decisions at the end of the day. See what I mean? It's like, thank you, excitement. I'm going to take your thoughts into consideration. I'm also going to take the thoughts of rest into consideration. I'm going to take the thoughts about um, time management into consideration. And I'm going to make an enlightened decision. Because remember, you're the witness of your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. So when you're excited, you're the witness of your excitement. You are not your excitement. So you get to decide what you want to do with that. You've seen where excitement has led you in the past. And for you, it might not be excitement and it might be a different feeling. But I know that as an adventurous soul, it's the case for many of us. We are led by excitement. And if it's led you to exhaustion in the past, I want to invite you to, to question um, to question this moving forward and to maybe make decision from a different place. 
All right. Um, I have done this work. I keep doing it every single day with myself as well as with my clients. And if you recognize yourself in this episode, if you're like, oh my God, I feel attacked. Stop it. This is unfair. Stop talking about me. (laughs) Join us. Join us in Brave and Bold so that your adventurous soul can find peace, security, contentment. And if you think, well, why would I need to join now that you've told me what to do, basically? Now that I have all the information. (laughs) If you're thinking that, I want you to listen to my client Flo. They tell you, they're going to tell you their answer to this question. Why is it worth spending six months with me, with this community, going through this process, learning the tools? So here comes the flow. Yeah, and it's a bit like if you listen to a podcast on thought work, you listen to it for 20 minutes and then you go about your day and maybe you think about it a couple of times during the week, but there's nothing that sort of uh, forces you to really apply it to your life so Mm -hmm. you think about it and I think that's a great way to introduce yourself to the concept but if you really want to move quicker like and really apply this in uh in massive ways into your life uh a coaching program like yours is really helpful Mm -hmm. basically my my concern my main concern was am I wasting my money Mm because I kind of I know the principle of thought work and also have already my idea. And I think I know the basics of how to execute my side business idea. So I'm going to spend all this money and then for something that probably I could do myself. Mm. Why why spend money there if I can do it on my own? That's it. Yeah. So even as I was clicking, the whatever buy button like "Mm, I don't know we'll see like a bit of a leap of faith like jumping but like not really sure what the results are going to be but I already think it was worth it um because I the brave and bold program really helped um move things along more quickly but both from, you know, the, the method you teach and also the accountability, like the, the group um, encouragement and motivation to be, we're all working on our own things, but we're all ro- working together. Uh, and I think that's a really helpful. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's been moving things more quickly. And the second thing, uh, and I guess the more pleasant thing, is that it's uh, really de-dramatized the whole process. Uh, a lot less mind drama. Even even this week, where it's not a great, it's like, or it's kind of a wild week in terms of mind drama. My brain is telling me everything I do is rubbish. Nobody loves me. I should just hide under the covers or maybe run away in the woods. Um, even with all that, I can, I'm really able to uh, take a step back and see that it's just 
uh, part of the process and it's um i'm not i'm not believing those thoughts uh, definitely not as much as i would have before mm. so it's making whatever emotions and thoughts are coming up as i build my business um it's just easier to deal with them and uh it makes it much more exciting to see what the results with will be whatever those are because i know through the process of of creating that side income even if it's you know i earn two dollars i will have learned a lot um and being in brave and bold makes the process that process much more enjoyable mm. it's still uncomfortable but it's also enjoyable okay i'm back um what do you think what do you think if you want to join us you can apply now applying takes just a few minutes i ask you about where you are now and where you want to go and then you have access to a workshop about my three-part framework to creating a more fulfilling life you'll also get to hear from other people like Flo what their experience has been and how brave and bold has transformed their life um, it's not just like a six-month container it's a threshold that you step into that's going to influence the rest of your life. So I hope to see you there. And otherwise, don't forget, I am taking a break next week uh, because as I've told you in this episode, I'm addicted to doing, 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 and it's time for me to rest, reassess, create some space to decide what is going to come next all right have a beautiful week my beautiful adventurous souls you're not missing out on life if you're resting you're just strengthening up so you can experience life to a deeper level don't forget all right have a beautiful week You just listened to the self Girl Nerds podcast. Make sure to subscribe and to find me on Instagram at self Girl Nerds. If you want individual help developing the confidence to create a more meaningful and exciting life, visit selfgirlnerds.com today to learn how. Finally, I want to thank my friend Etienne Galano for editing this. And I want to thank you, kind-hearted souls, for growing into your truest, most courageous selves every day and making this world a better, more beautiful place. My name is Marie, and I will talk to you next week.